Good morning and welcome to the broadcast of Faith Mountain Ministries and Merry Christmas to every one of you. This is the day of the year that we celebrate the nativity, the incarnation, the intrusion of God into the human story where God becomes flesh, enters the world as we do. And after 400 years of silence, breaks the silence with the word being made flesh. He breaks the silence dramatically, yet slowly, and becomes a child, grows to be a man, learns to speak as we all do. It's the wildest story anybody could have ever imagined or dreamt up, and yet this is the work of God. To demonstrate by his own being, stepping into flesh, the miracle of the, of the image and likeness of his own divinity being represented within mankind. It's God saying, this is how valuable you are, humanity. This is how much I think of you. I am not going to hover over you in, in, in such otherness that I'm untouchable. I am going to step into human form, become, in effect, the image and likeness of man to demonstrate to you the revelation of our union and the power of this relational connection, this divine relational connection that we carry. It's by his doing that we are in Christ. And Christ is the best example, the, the, the highest revelation that we have of the very nature and character of who God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Colossians 2 verse 9 says, In Jesus Christ, the entirety of the Godhead dwelt in that body. What an amazing thing that we celebrate, that God stepped in into humanity, not just dropping down here as a 30-year-old man, not having to go through all of the processes of growing and learning like we do, as if he bypassed the entire thing because, of course, he's God and nobody would have faulted him for it. But instead, what he does is chooses to develop cell by cell in the womb of a, of a woman to be birthed as we are to grow as we do, to live in helpless form, subject to the care of another as we do. You got to stop and think about the, the idea that Mary, of course, knew what she was dealing with here. The song, Mary, Did You Know? <laughs> There's so many questions in that song that have so many amazing answers. Just go through and just, you know, think to the, yourself the answer to each one of those questions. Did you know that when you kissed your little baby, you kissed the face of God? Did you know these things? And of course, she knew that this child was uh, the, the, the glory of God was the seed of the incarnation of who Jesus was. And so as she's caring for this child, imagine the responsibility from her vantage point of knowing this child's origin, knowing how Jesus came into the world, knowing the angel's announcement, knowing how the conception even happened from a place of complete mystery. And now what is Mary doing? 
Mary has this amazing responsibility for being the caretaker of God in the flesh. The incarnation, the word made flesh dwelt among us. She is holding the entirety of the Godhead in human form in her womb. She's holding the entirety of the Godhead in human form in her arms. She's feeding God. She's caring for God. She's she's cleaning God. I mean, stop and think about psychologically, what would that even do to a human being to think to yourself, I just gave birth to God in the flesh. The child, the son of God is my son. And, uh, you, you know, you, you realize, my goodness, this girl had to have some mental fortitude to be able to bear up under the weight of what she was dealing with. Ultimately, you'd have to let it all be stripped away to let Jesus just be a baby, just be a kid, just be a teenager, just be an adolescent, just be a young adult, just be a man. You'd know that there was eternally something special about him, but it's as if the specialness of the deity of Christ was hidden completely all the way up until he's 30 years old. It's as if he himself hid it within the the miracle of humanity. And maybe that's what was happening here is God was trying to tell humanity, you are a miracle. This is how you and I partake of the divine nature, by the way, is to recognize the the miracle, uh, the divinity of our humanity. Not that we are God, but made in his image and likeness and filled with the very breath of God, the spirit of God that ultimately makes us alive in the first place. We find ourselves so often forgetting these things, forgetting the specialness of who we are as humanity. It's not to make us proud. It's not to puff us up with some sort of, of sense of arrogance. This is to give us a revelation that, that God actually is trying to get across to us that there's something very special and something very unique about who we are and what we carry. And if we begin to regard that, perhaps we will live differently. Perhaps we will act differently toward, toward others. Perhaps we will treat each other in such a way as to to fear God in his image and likeness, the representation of his image and likeness upon one another and, and care for one another just as Mary cared for Jesus in all of his stages in growth and development. Speak to one another and regard one another with that level of honor, with that level of integrity and character. Speak to one another and regard one another with that level of love to care for one another as if we were caring for Christ. And then to regard ourselves in such a way as to carry the incarnation in our flesh so that you and I find ourselves daily being conformed to the image of Christ, not shaping our own identity by, by our own perception of who we think we are, but recognizing that that God is by his Holy Spirit conforming us into the image of Christ. I'm so grateful every time I get a chance to talk about the incarnation, especially in Christmas and the beauty of this, this time of year 
uh, carries with it also a tremendous amount of, of, of weight. The, there's weight to the mystery of God. There's weight to the mystery of the, the incarnation. And this time of the year, we're confronted with the weight of that mystery. Every time you walk in a store, every time you turn on the radio, every time you see a, a billboard having to do with some, some Christmas service at a church or whatever, all the nativity scenes, the lights and everything going on all around us, we are confronted with the mystery of the incarnation. Is it any wonder that we just glitch and reduce the entire thing down to commercialism and presents and gift giving and nostalgia and, and food? Today, I want to share with you not a message from me. I've spoken enough thoughts in my own head and heart, but I want to share with you a message from the fourth century. Uh, one of my favorite preachers, he was called the Golden Mouthed Preacher. His name was John Chrysostom. And John had a way with words like nobody ever has. And one, year, one year, he got up to, to give his Christmas homily on the Nativity. And I want to read, take just a few minutes to read this to you. And it is perhaps one of the most beautiful reflections on the incarnation that has ever been spoken aside from the Christmas story and the nativity itself in the scriptures. This is John Chrysostom, and this is his nativity message. Behold, a new and wondrous mystery. My ears resound to the shepherd's song piping no soft melody, but chanting full forth a heavenly hymn. The angels sing, the archangels blend their voice in harmony. The cherubim hymn their joyful praise. The seraphim exalt his glory. All join to praise this holy feast, beholding the Godhead here on earth and man in heaven. He who is above now for our redemption dwells here below. And he that was lowly is by divine mercy raised. Bethlehem this day resembles heaven, hearing from the stars the singing of angelic voices, and in place of the sun enfolds within itself on every side the sun of justice. And ask not how, for where God wills, the order of nature yields. For he willed, he had the power. He descended, he redeemed. All things yielded in obedience to God. This day, he who is, is born. And he who is, becomes what he was not. For when he was God, he became man, yet not departing from the Godhead that is his, nor yet, by any loss of divinity, became he man. Nor through increase became he God from man, but being the word, he became flesh. His nature, because of impassibility, remaining unchanged. And so the kings have come. They have seen the heavenly king that has come upon the earth, not bringing with him angels, nor archangels, nor thrones, nor dominions, nor powers, nor principalities, but treading a new and solitary path, he has come forth from a spotless womb to be the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Since therefore all rejoice, I too desire to rejoice." 
to share the choral dance, to celebrate the festival. But I take my part, not plucking the harp, not shaking the staff, now with the music of the pipes, nor nor holding a torch, but holding in my arms the cradle of Christ. For this is all my hope, this my life, this my salvation, this my pipe, my harp, and bearing it I come, and having from its power received the gift of speech, I too with the angels sing, glory to God in the highest, and with the shepherds and on earth, peace to men of good will. This day he who was ineffably begotten of the Father was for me born of the Virgin, in a way no tongue can tell, begotten according to his nature before all ages from the Father, in what manner he knows who has begotten him. Born again this day from the Virgin, above the order of nature, in what manner knoweth the power of the Holy Spirit, His heavenly generation is true, and his generation here on earth is true. As God, he is truly begotten of God. So also as man, he is truly born from the virgin. In heaven, he alone is the only begotten of the one God. On earth, he alone is the only begotten of the unique virgin. Since his heavenly birth cannot be described, neither does his coming amongst us in these days permit of too curious scrutiny, though I know that a virgin this day gave birth, and I believe that God was begotten before all time. Yet the manner of this generation I have learned to venerate in silence, and I accept that this is not to be probed too curiously with wordy speech. For with God we look not for the order of nature, but rest our faith in the power of Him who works. What shall I say to you? What shall I tell you? I behold a mother who is brought forth. I see a child come to this light by birth. The manner of his conception I cannot comprehend. Nature here is overcome. The boundaries of the established order set aside, where God so wills. For not according to nature has this thing come to pass. Nature has rested while the will of God labored. Oh, ineffable grace, the only begotten who is before all ages, who cannot be touched or be perceived, who is simple without body, has now put on my body that is visible and liable to corruption. For what reason? That coming amongst us, he might teach us and teaching lead us by the hand to things that men cannot see. For since men believe that the eyes are more trustworthy than the ears, they doubt of that which they do not see. And so he has designed to show himself in bodily presence that he may remove all doubt. Christ, finding the holy body and soul of the virgin, builds for himself a living temple, And as he had willed, formed there a man from the virgin, and putting him on this day, came forth unashamed of the lowliness of our nature. For it was to him no lowering to put on what he himself had made. Let that handiwork be forever glorified, which became the cloak of its own creator, 
For as in the first creation of flesh, man could not be made before the day clay had come into his hand, so neither could this corruptible body be glorified until it become the garment of its maker. What shall I say? How shall I describe this birth for you? For this wonder fills me with astonishment. The ancient of days has become an infant. He who sits upon the sublime and heavenly throne now lies in a manger. He who cannot be touched, who is simple, without complexity and incorporeal, now lies subject to the hands of men. He who has broken the bonds of sinners is now bound by an infant's bands. But he has decreed that shame shall become honor, infamy be clothed with glory, total humiliation the measure of his goodness. Come then, let us observe the feast. Come, and we shall commemorate the solemn festival. Truly wondrous is the whole chronicle of the nativity. For this day the ancient slavery is ended, the devil confounded. The demons take to flight. The power of death is broken. Paradise is unlocked. The curse is taken away. Sin is removed from us. Error driven out. Truth has been brought back. The speech of kindliness diffuse. The spread on every side, a heavenly way of life has been implanted here on the earth. Angels communicate with men without fear, and men now hold speech with angels. Why is this? Because God is now on earth, and man in heaven. On every side, all things commingle. Though being the impassable word, he became flesh, that he might dwell amongst us. He became flesh. He did not become God. He was God. Wherefore, he became flesh, so that he, whom heaven did not contain, a manger would this day receive. He was placed in a manger, so that he, by whom all things are nourished, may receive an infant's food from his virgin mother. So the Father... Of all ages, as an infant at the breast nestles in the virginal arms that the Magi may more easily see him. Since this day, the Magi too have come and made a beginning of withstanding tyranny, and the heavens give glory, as the Lord is revealed by a star. But what shall I say? What shall I utter? Behold, an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. As Eve, being deceived, uttered a word that was the cause of death, so Mary, receiving good tidings, brought forth the flesh, in the flesh, a word that gave us eternal life. The word of Eve led to the tree, because of which Adam was driven from paradise. The word which the virgin brought forth led to the cross. Because of the thief standing in the place of Adam being led into paradise, seeing that men abandoning him fashioned for them idols, then fashioned for themselves idols to which offending God they gave adoration, for which cause on this day the word of God being truly God appeared in the form of a man that he might set aright this falsehood and in a veiled manner has turned all adoration unto himself. To him then, who out of confusion has wrought a clear path to Christ, to the Father, and to the Holy Ghost, we offer all praise now and forever. Amen.
John Chrysostom had a way with words. And I have no wish to add to his utterance other than for us to just take a few moments and pray. And would you join with me as on this Christmas Eve, we remember the incarnation and we celebrate its ongoing presence. God with us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Lord Jesus, today we give thanks. We are filled with gratitude that you have commingled heaven and earth in the incarnation. And you've not left us out, but you've brought us in. By your doing, we are united with you. And we rest in that. We proclaim that. We declare that generation to generation so that we do not forget, so that we do not lose heart, so that we do not lose hope. Father, give us the words to proclaim, declare the gospel, not as an ultimatum, but as an invitation to a celebration, a celebration that, that is, is open to all, to everyone. Father, there are people around us filled with blindness to the reality of who you are and what you've done and what you've accomplished. May you make yourself known to them. God, may you appear in whatever form you choose to appear, may you appear to them. And if it be in our words and in our lives, may you, by your Holy Spirit, inspire us with the words and with the actions so as to put the incarnation on display, to live in this life as unto you. Thank you, Jesus, that you have shared your glory with humanity. That the glory that the Father gave you, Jesus, that you have given to us. And so, Jesus, I, I pray with you that we would be one. Father, that, that we would represent you, that we would represent Father, Son, and Holy Spirit well in this world. And Lord, I ask that you continually make your grace and forgiveness known to us. The task of putting you on display is so enormous that it causes us to consider the frailty of our own shortcomings and our own sin. Yet I know there's no need for us to strive for perfection in order to demonstrate who you are, but to live loved, to live forgiven, to live subject to the continual waterfall of your blood and of your grace. God, you have drowned the entirety of humanity in the blood of the cross, only to present us clean, more clean than we could even begin to imagine, more clean than any of our religious works could produce. We celebrate the reality of that grace. Lord, and as we live with the gratitude of the grace that's been given to us, Lord, may that be the invitation to a world that's lost its way, lost its identity, and lost hope. May you once again be the hope of the world. Lord, let us be conduits for that hope to come to earth with radical generosity, with power to heal, flowing through us to minister to the world around us. God, may you open up doors of opportunity for us to speak, to lay hands on the sick, to declare the works of your hands, God. 
evermore we would find ourselves continually just in awe of this incarnation, that it wouldn't be a once a year event that we draw our attention to it and wouldn't be hidden within the context of our culture, but Lord, that it would be in the forefront of our awareness that you stepped in to commingle heaven and earth together in one body. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I thank you that it's in you we live and move and have our being. May all who hear this broadcast today be blessed of you. May they feel your hand upon them even now. And may they perceive the presence of your Holy Spirit, the breath of your very life filling our lungs. And God, may spirit, soul, and body, we all be renewed. May may we all find ourselves regenerated. May we all find ourselves made whole every moment of every day as we abide in communion and union with you. Lord, if there's any out here or listening today who don't know you, I pray that today this would be the moment where they along with me say, Jesus, I receive you. I receive you just as Mary said yes to receive you into her womb. So Lord, we say yes to receive you into our heart, to fill us, to save us, spirit, soul, and body. We receive the gift of your grace and your salvation today and say yes to it. We agree with your perception of us that we are worth saving, that we are worth dying for, that we are worth coming to earth to redeem. We thank you, Jesus. You're so, so good. Amen. Wow. Well, this was a uh, fun message today for me. Uh, the joy that fills my heart every time I talk about the incarnation is it's uh, it's tangible. And I pray that you're feeling it as well. And uh, as we share in this today, may this Christmas season be redeemed on every front for you, no matter what's going on at this time. Whatever maybe has filled your heart with sorrow, may it be replaced with joy. And whatever has filled your heart with joy, may the glory of the incarnation just add to it and and overwhelm you this Christmas season. Find a a company of people to worship with, to pray with, to feast with. Uh, They're all around you. You don't have to look too far. And I pray that, that none of you find yourselves alone on this day. But truly, we are never alone. Listen, a couple of things I want to tell you about before we finish up. Uh, We have a conference coming up in April called the Kingmaker Conference. It's over in Edinburgh, Scotland. Jim and Mary Baker, along with Tracy and I, are going to be over there just unpacking the incarnation, the goodness of God, and all kinds of amazing revelation. This is about networking with other leaders from around the world and the relationships that you build at this event will be relationships that that, uh, I believe are divinely ordained. And, uh, and will actually help you walk into the destiny that God has for you. That's what we saw at the last Kingmakers event, and I believe this one will be no different. There'll be plenty of time to connect with others who come to the event. To register for this event, go to billvanderbush.com and click on the Kingmakers UK link. You'll see it there in the homepage, billvanderbush.com. Click on the Kingmakers UK link and register there. I also want to let you know that January 16th, 
I'm starting an online, live online discipleship group. It's going to last about a year. And it doesn't matter if you come in late, it's fine. You're not going to miss much because we're going to repeat things a lot. Okay, so um, there is a cost for this. It's $25 per month. And what we're going to be exploring is uh, really everything we've talked about today, the incarnation. But we're going to be talking a lot about the Christic covenant. That is the new covenant that we have in Christ. And uh, we were limiting this group to 100 people only. And so um, get in by going to BillVanderbush.com and click on the table that says, the, the link that says, come to the table. And this is essentially a table discussion where we're going to sit down every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to sit down at, and around a virtual table, we're going to gather and we're going to unpack the mystery, the revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. What does it mean to live and walk in union with God and to let the image of Christ be conformed in you? We're going to have a, a lot of a really good uh, connections happening within that group as well. So uh, it's limited to 100. So that, that's, and there's a lot of seats already taken up at that. So this is the first time I've made a real formal announcement about this, but it's coming up quick starting January 16th on Tuesday night. So all right, last of all, if you want to write to us, go to P.O. Box 595, Marshall, Minnesota, 56258. That's Faith Mountain Ministries, Box 595, Marshall, Minnesota, 56258. To support the broadcast, go to BillVanderbush.com, click on the Give link, and all of the information will be there. Thank you so, so much for standing with, supporting us. You've been such a blessing to us in this past year. We love each and every one of you and, and hope to get a chance to meet you as we travel throughout the year. This is Bill Vanderbush. Until next time, may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all.